Imagine a crisp fall day. At the Matrix climbing area in the Metal Valley of northern Washington, a white breeze tickles exposed skin, a hint of the winter winds to come. The trail leading up from the side of the road winds through ponderosa and lodgepole pine trees, weaving the ground with a soft carpet of needles. At the base of the rock face, climbers can lay down their gear and take in the view of the valley, along with about 60 bolted routes to climb. The matrix wall is pretty idyllic for any climber, offering a plethora of moderate routes to entertain all skill levels. Aside from the matrix, the Metal Valley offers 120 miles of winter ski trails, and opportunities for hiking or mountain biking. It sounds great. Every kind of recreation one can want, nestled in a sleepy valley with quaint, rural towns. However, just because recreation is popular or accessible does not mean it's good for the land. Recreation is, there, there is the thought that you know, we're not cutting down trees, we're not putting cows out there that are trampling the streams, we're not digging holes looking for gold, you know, we're just having fun. That's John Rohr, Wildlife Program Director and Rangeland Manager of the Metal Valley Ranger District in the Okanagan Wenatchee National Forest. Roar is quiet, but his soft voice and gentle slouch belie a stout stature and muscled arms that make him look like he handles snakes for a living. What Roar is saying is that, with recreation, sometimes plain old fun isn't the only result. In fact, it leaves tangible impacts upon the environment. Take the Matrix, for example. The crag resides on public land, specifically National Forest. About three years ago, a climber decided to work on his own to open it. The climber bolted in over 60 different climbing routes on that wall. And then he wrote a book about it and published it. He called it The Matrix. It's worth mentioning, too, that Roar says the area didn't have a name. He bluntly states, It didn't used to be The Matrix. Although the crag is a great addition to Metal Valley climbing, the climber was, as Roar says, One member of the public taking into his own hands how the land should be managed. The climber in question certainly took the slogan, this is your public land, to heart. The issue, though, is that public land belongs to everyone, not just those who use it the most or in a certain way. The bolting of the routes of the matrix showed blatant disregard for how the Forest Service manages public lands. So we didn't follow the National Forest Management Act, we didn't follow NEPA, none of it was analyzed, but it's already done. It's already done. Roar is referring to the National Environmental Policy Act, legislation that requires the analysis of environmental impacts on public lands before any alteration is made. Recreationists may be excited by the opening of new areas, but the matrix was established illegally. Roar says it best. So we have this thing put in there. What do you do? Let's jump about 800 miles southeast of the Metal Valley to Jackson, Wyoming. Jackson was one of the first ranching towns to transform into a mecca for recreation as the popularity of outdoor activities exploded across the West. Brad Mead, a rancher, retired litigator, and owner of Wyoming Whiskey, lives in Jackson and has bared witness to this transformation during his 57-year tenure in the town. Mead sees the same entitled attitude in the recreationists near Jackson. They consider themselves environmentalists, they consider themselves to be really in tune with what's going on, but I do think they leave signs of their presence there. Given that 97% of Teton County is public land, there is ample space for recreationists to leave an impact. 
Mead also sees the hypocrisy in the mentality of recreation. When asked about the overuse of land for outdoor activities, he replies, So yeah, I, I do think it's a danger of being loved to death. Public land, unfortunately, is not just being loved to death in Wyoming and Washington. Rather, recreationists are killing land in an epidemic of overuse that affects the entire American West and will continue to unless the ethics of recreation change. Remember that crisp fall day in the Metal? Imagine it again, especially the moment right before the first climb of the morning, when you're putting on your harness and trying not to fall over while threading your leg through its loop. And remember John Rohr? It turns out that he does handle snakes for a living, specifically rattlesnakes. Here's what he has to say on the matter. And one of his bolted-in routes, if you were standing there putting on your harness to do this route, you would be standing in a den of rattlesnakes. Although the northern Pacific rattlesnake is not an endangered species, the underground dens, like the one at the Matrix, provide critical habitat. During the winter, hundreds of snakes congregate in the subterranean homes in order to maintain the body temperature the cold-blooded organisms need to survive. Because the climber's bolting affected important snake habitat, the Forest Service was forced to take action on this illegal alteration of the land. Fortunately, the agency was able to mitigate the effects of the climber, fining him and posting warning signs about seasonal rattlesnake denning. Roar says, It ended up closing off maybe three routes. The real problem here is not the impact on forest land or snakes. Rather, what happened at the Matrix is indicative of something larger. Recreationists in the West experience a sense of entitlement that can cause them to destroy the lands they love so much. This, however, does not have to be the case. John Rohr, for example, enjoys miles of hiking trails near his house because... Forest managers are people too. But... Rather than strike off on his own, he sticks to established trails and avoids what he calls you know, just a spaghetti malaria germ of trails all going to the same place. For Rohr, recreating ethically is simple, and it should be for other recreationists, lest they end up standing on top of 100 angry rattlesnakes. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Fields Ford.